Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 114 of the Need to Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Easy, and I'm joined by Patty B. Hi, I'm Patty B. What's wrong, what Patty? Is, what What's are you wrong, wearing? Patty what what are you wearing? What are you talking what about? What is that? This is an audio podcast, Patrick. Oh, if you're on the audio, be sure to go to YouTube and check it out. Uh, give us a like there. Um, Spencer is Don Day. Uh, Mandalorian Dinjarin mask that doesn't quite cover his face. Like it yeah, covers it's because it's a face. child. This is my son. Yeah, it's made for it's made. For, it's made for a kid, so he's got his hair on top and his beard sticking out the bottom, and then this Mando mask covering his face. This is and, this uh, is this is the way. It this is this is the way. This the All right, way. I guess I can take it off. I'm gonna get kicked out of the, the kicked out. All my Mando friends are gonna be like, "You took <laughs> off your helmet." Oh no! Well, hey, I mean. You can come back from that. We learned that this season. Anywho. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you for being here. We are talking about season three of Mandalorian, which, Patty B, you have not been a part of our Mandalorian episodes in the past. This is your first one. Oh, yeah, cool. I like this show. Uh, before we dive too far into the Mandoverse, though, just some housekeeping, don't forget to check out the Discord where you can talk about things like Star Wars, the Mandalorian, and, uh, you know, t- you know, video games, uh, you know, one of the video games that's coming out, we gotta get a game night going for the peeps, because uh, Battlefront One and Two coming cross-platform to Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation, sixty-four player multiplayer online. Let's freaking go! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I played that game. I st- I downloaded that game and bought it without multiplayer. Right, just to do stuff like Galactic Conquest. Yeah, I, I literally was playing Galactic Conquest you. the other day. It's on both of my Xboxes. Oh, game is so good. So if you want to talk about that stuff, head over to the Discord. If you, you know, you're like, oh, how do I do this? Like, I don't have a Switch. I don't have a way to play this game. You can get one. All you have to do is go subscribe to our YouTube channel. And one of our first thousand subscribers is getting... A switch or a switch two, whichever whichever one is out of the time, uh, other thing, and we're gonna we're gonna give one away. So you know that's just our first thousand subscribers. You know we're we're at uh you know not close to that right now. So go ahead on over, and you could be you could be the one. You could be the one. Uh, no nerd fact of the week this week. I decided because you know I, I'm really excited to dive into the Mandalorian, but um, I don't know if we're gonna have to do like a bonus video or what we're gonna have to do. But like there's some celebration. In order. Because, Patty B, uh, you are caught up to where the podcast is in My Hero Academia, which means that you binge-watched, what is that, six seasons? Of five, yeah. Five, five seasons of My Hero? And I gotta ask, man, what what was that experience like? Um, Yeah, so a lot of it happened during COVID. Um. I had a week. And by where, that, you mean you getting COVID? When I getting finally, finally after three years, uh, catching the bug, um, and yeah, I think I I buzzed through the first two two and a half seasons that week. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm stuck in my room. I don't have anything to do. I can't go anywhere. I can't leave. So um, I'm just gonna binge watch some anime. Uh, 
It's been pretty great. Um, now that we've gotten to season five, um, Shelby started watching actually with me like halfway through the season five. Um, and she loves it. And so now, before we start watching episode, like season six, we're going to go back through just to like get her because she didn't know. She thought the dude that All Might was just one of those teachers because he's he she's only seen him as small might. I love it. I love um, it. We're gonna have to do a video so, with you on yeah. like the whole experience of like, you know, not only did you like, you know, you've never watched an anime before and you just binge watched the most popular anime in the world. I did. And so. now we have uh now we have uh, Avatar as well. There's a lot of stuff to watch, so yeah, I've started. I've started Avatar. We're gonna. Ooh, I have not yet. Uh, podcast review of Mando season three. Mandalorian season three is the third season in American television series of The Mandalorian. The season premiered and released on March first, twenty twenty three, and takes place after the events of Book of Boba Fett. Now, you know, during this part of the show, I like to hype up what we're about to talk about. And let me say that. Season one of Mandalorian, I think, is universally, universally beloved by the world. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Star Wars fans love to hate stuff. They love to tear it down. And nobody can tear down Mandalorian season one. And if they can, forget you. Season two, really good. Really great ending. Absolutely. I've got to look at the show notes uh, for what Wes and I talked about Um from from that season and i just remember leaving that season thinking wow what an amazing ending you know grogu's gone with you know luke skywalker to do jedi training and here we are you know what what's what does this mean for the mandalorian and you know there are all kinds of speculation about what that could mean you know, he's going to come back as Mandalore, and then Grogu's going to, you know, join him later. And, you know, how, how is this all going to work? Is Grogu gone forever? Was that the end of Grogu's story? Lots of question marks. And uh, this uh, show immediately delivers. It immediately, from the very first scene you walk in, and you're, you're sitting down, you've got your popcorn, and, you know, boom, bang, battle, let's go. If you haven't watched it, you should, and we're gonna dive in right here. Uh, I mean, what were your very first thoughts as you watched this? You know, one of the one of the things that I really like about the Mandalorian is it's episodic. Like, we have to wait a week every week to get to watch the Mandalorian. Old timey classic TV, not bingeable. You have to be up to date on it. what. What was that experience like for you for season three? It was pretty good. Um, it's it's definitely I. I do enjoy that, even though uh, binging something helps because I can just go, um, you know, back to back to back. Um, but having to wait gives it that that dramatic effect of like, oh, what's going to happen? Because um, they always leave it on just that like kind of cliffhanger where something happens. You don't know what's going to happen next. Um, so my my first thoughts on this season, um, love season one on one and two. Um, this one. It has a lot of high-level storytelling that wraps up some of the larger 
you know, galactic uh, congregation of Mandalore story. Um, and so I, I think there's some could be betters with it. Um, it's not my it's not my favorite season. Uh, it's really hard to top, you know, seasons one and two. Still really good TV. There's a lot of really awesome stuff that happens. That's kind of my my first thoughts and impressions with with watching season three. Uh, I remember. Uh, okay, so my my first thought, like very first thought, when watching the show is. It started off with this bang, right? Like they they get they they're doing that ceremony for the Visla kid. Uh, so for those who don't know, Visla is actually the name of the the person who originated this sect of Mandalorians. So this kid is like from pretty pretty important family, um, and they you know they're they're doing this ritual, and then this giant armored alligator dinosaur thing comes out of the water and a battle ensues within like the first couple of minutes of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty epic. Uh, Din has to come in with his new fancy Nabu starfighter uh, and take it down. And that is when I realized, wait a second, if you didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, you are so freaking lost right now. This is a new ship for him. And Grogu mm-hmm. is with him. What is happening? Uh, right. And that was my, like, th- I remember sit- looking at Devonair and going, oh, this is going to make people really mad. Yeah. This is going to make people really mad. Um, and I hadn't thought about it, right? Um, and, you know, I-, I think that, you know, we'll get into this uh, in a little bit, but I also thought that it was, uh, there was different pacing to this season. Whereas, like, you know, the last, the first two seasons were kind of like week by week, Western, mm-hmm. who done it, like, I don't know, type of, you know, the weekly baddie type of show, right? Very, like, Smallville-ish, uh, where, like, you got yeah. a new weekly baddie, you know. It's Grogu and Din, you know, going off on adventures and, yeah. and exploring the world. And so this season's pacing is a little different. It's not exactly like that. And so it's a, it's got some differences in it in that way. I want to quickly uh, talk about, you know, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say I thought people would not like that. What do you think the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was for season one of The Mandalorian? Season one? Uh, probably say like anywhere from seventy to eighty percent. Yeah. Uh, way higher. Okay. So season one had a ninety-two percent audience score. Ooh, let's go. Or season two had a ninety-one percent audience score. Season three of The Mandalorian. I'd say fifty-one audience score now you know i i you know before we dive into this you know i we would not be reviewing this show and this season if i didn't think it was worth watching like or if patty b didn't think it was worth watching if we're like no the show is actually bad now like don't go watch it like we just wouldn't be doing the show um but i i do think that the book of boba fett made a lot of people really mad 
and then having to watch three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett to so that you're caught up on the show that you actually like and that you want to watch is really rough. And so I just want to say, you know, if you're one of the people who is lost, you need to watch the Book of Boba Fett, at least part of it, before you watch the season, just so you know. Um, but that's kind of my initial impressions, like different pacing, really action-packed season. There's a lot of action this season and it's all really scaled. Like it's like, it starts off with that big battle and it scales really well. I mean, I remember when they fight the crate dragon, I think at the beginning of season two, it was like, how is this going to scale? Like, how is this going to work? Uh, going bigger and bigger and bigger because the Cray Dragon was so big. Um, and this one does a really good job of, of scaling throughout it. So, anything else so, you want to say? Correction. Book of, Book of both had seven episodes. Y- yes. You don't need to watch all seven of them to know what happened, though. Oh. It's, only in, it's only two of them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Two of the episodes, Boba Fett's not even in them. It's literally Din going to see Grogu and, like, they they put that yeah. stuff in there. That's right. Okay. You know, so which 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 episodes are those? Like that might be helpful for folks, oh, like sure. to to go find those. Yeah. So Book of Boba Fett. It would be. I think it's five and six. Return of the Mandalorian and From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Uh, possibly those two. Yeah. Or it might be. It might be. It might be f- the finale and the... I just watched the last three. I'm pretty sure it's just the last three. Okay. <laughs> For what's worth, those are the ones that are the, the top-rated episodes from the series <laughs> in IMDb, so... Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of it. Uh, before we dive into spoilers... You know, from here on out, like if you haven't seen it, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's going down. We're gonna yell timber, and you know we're gonna go over overall impressions first. Before we do that, I'd like to announce that I'd like to be sponsored by Liquid Death. So you know what? If you are watching Liquid Death and you'd like to sponsor this podcast, we love it. Anyway, see that's that's how you drop a, a can opening onto your podcast. Uh, and also ask for a sick sponsor at the same time because I love Liquid Death. Yeah, really good water. So, uh, kind of a high level look at what we loved about what we we're reviewing, or just kind of our overall impressions of it. I, I really found this season to be more epic. Like we kind of talked about that in the previous segment, but everything was kind of bigger. Uh, the stakes were higher. The monsters were bigger. The baddies were bigger. The you know even even in the episode I think it's um it's episode three uh the the covert uh the co- the convert where mm-hmm. they have the imperial and it's like kind of a sad different type of episode I, like even that like everything seems to be big and scary and sad and the world is not as in the good of a place as we think it is. Uh, or not the world, the I guess the story world is really what I'm trying to say. And I, I think that that's cool. I think just from the opening scene to... I remember that moment when he's underwater and he sees the... 
Well, um, he doesn't see it. Or uh, Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan like, sees it. That's them. right. That's right. Yeah. Or Bo-Katan sees it. It's just, I don't know. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, I think that everything felt large in this is kind of what I would say about the season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, with it kind of feeling large, I don't know. This is probably going to be one of my could be betters. Um, but with it being so large, it kind of felt a little off that like we didn't have a true like villain throughout the season until the last two episodes with with Moff Gideon returning. Like they're like doing all this big like setup stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, lots of big things happen in, in this, this season. Um, and I I can see how, like, sometimes you might get, get lost in the sauce, especially if you hadn't seen the book of Boba Fett. So you didn't think like the pirates or the, like, or trying to figure out, you know, even we just talked about episode three of the season, right? Where. You know, mm-hmm. there, it's clearly there's some, what's the word, uh, infiltration happening, some espionage. Like, that stuff isn't as interesting as you as having a big bad. Not really. Like, it just, like, it it, it felt different, right? Where, and wasn't cohesive. Where you've got, you know, it, we start off with that big bang with them fighting the, the, the crocodile. Um, and then just like shifting to these different directions and places just kind of it kind of felt desynced okay uh let's let's talk about uh favorite characters uh you know this season i i just had to go with Grogu this season you know there we're gonna get into it in love it's but burger really comes into his own and you know is an established character with feelings and motivations and you know it's it's really cool to see what a little puppet can bring to a show like this and really i don't know it's just you know gives so much character to the show and you know to himself the writing is really good for krogu um you know it's cute and funny and memorable uh, and adds adds a lot to it that is a really great choice um for me, it kind of I I was a big fan of Bo-Katan this season. It's reflective in my favorite storyline. Um where I I think like one one of the, the big moments for her when she does go like see the monster monster and has that like, oh crap, everything that I like they're saying was real, like these legends are true. Um and how important she is to all the different parts of the story uh, in wrapping up the whole um you know galactic mandalore storyline um yeah she she was one of my favorite characters this season katie suckoff did a really great job okay uh should we talk about favorite storylines now you want to you want to kind of dive into belkatan's story for a minute yeah so um we we find her in a in a couple spots where she's um, inhabiting this um, like abandoned castle that like her family used to to own and um, is is kind of out on the outskirts after everything that happened in season two um, 
you know, with with Din winning the um, the dark saber and and all that. Um, and then like kind kind of being that glue that joins her her night owl group and the axe wolf characters and the armors you know faction um and like oh my gosh the the skill and ease that she uses um the dark saber when she's saving din like it kind of shows her her confidence because that, that was one thing I think in season two that like why he was like struggling so much with like using the dark saber is because he had a lot of doubt, um, and that's not there for for Bo. Um, so she really kind of becomes the the leader she was she was born to be this season. I love it. My my favorite is just the. I don't know if it's a storyline as something as much as something that just happens time after time in this season, and that's Grogu saving Din. You know, so much of the previous seasons, right? Din was there to protect Grogu, and Grogu is not putting up with that anymore, and he's going to protect Din and make Din, you know, make sure Din is safe. And I just I love it. I think that it goes to show Grogu's character growth and his, um you know, why he chose to leave Luke. Like, he, he the, this this is an attachment that he's not willing to give up, and he's going to pave his own path with with Din, and I, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, should we talk about Could Be Betters? Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you go first on this one. You know, this segment, it's not really us tearing down the thing that we're reviewing as much as it's taking a moment to think of things that maybe we wish we would have gone differently, or... Uh, stuff like that. Uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I, I kind of mentioned it before with the, like, not feeling in sync. Um, part of that, I think, is due to the Elia King clone stuff and having to tie up. Because what the, what this series does, and I'm really excited moving forward, that it's going to kind of go back to, you know, uh, Din and Grogu going on their adventures, right, uh, as the armor kind of tasks him to do. Um, but you had to tie up some of these storylines that, that that were big picture stuff. So all that stuff with Dr. Pershing and Elia Kane and the like kind of showing we, we've seen glimpses of it in different parts of of the Mandalorian where you kind of see like why the New Republic sucks and like they do a lot of setup for why, you know, the, the First Order um, rises to power. And it it just didn't feel like it fit in this season, but like it's like taking your medicine, but kind of have to get through some of that and tie up those cloning loose ends. Yeah, that's that's fair. Anything else? Um, not really. I mean, you, I agree with your could be better. Um, so. Yeah, so I'll just go in. We've already mentioned like the Book of Boba Fett episodes and how that was probably confusing for some people. And I think that like making somebody go to another TV show to understand your TV show, like it's cool if you want to have them be have a cameo in the Book of Boba Fett, right? That's cool. I think it's bad to have it be if you don't go watch this, you have no idea what's going on. 
where they're yeah, just in two complete different places. Yeah. And there's nothing within your show that shows Yeah. I I think it's a problem. Yeah. And I think that the other problem was there were at least two episodes that were very like one of them is very good that uh, we've already mentioned episode three um the convert is actually a very good episode but feels like it's another show like it just didn't feel like it was in this show Mm -hmm. and then additionally the guns for hire episode felt like filler like it felt like I, i it was a fine individual episode like I don't know, but people getting really mad saying like they, you know, they just wanted to get Lizzo and Jack Black in in the the show. Like I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of things that were important in that episode. It just felt awkward. Like going back and rewatching the season, it that those two episodes feel out of place, and I think that it having something that feels out of place is what turned people off to the season. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense of sense. And yeah, they they could have if you can put those people, those actors wherever they can do. There, it, it's just it, it's not. I didn't feel like they were like trying to squeeze it in. I think that's kind of yeah. like short sighted by people to just assume that because they're in the show that they couldn't have done other things. Yeah, uh, let's go over Lovitz though. Those are kind of all my could be betters. Um, and this time we just get to talk about things that we loved and just kind of rapid fire and you want to go first yeah um so seeing um i guess two of mine are kind of the same the freaking monstrosaur like just the fact that that exists in the in the um cave with the the living waters um is pretty cool um i i don't know if it just like that is its home or if because of all the destruction on the planet that like that cave grew bigger and kind of uh interrupted its home but that that whole sequence with with the living waters and um and din becoming a mandalorian again and not being an apostate uh in the armorer's eyes was really cool love it love it uh, is that if all yours? Oh, uh, do you want popcorn? Sure, we can popcorn. My my first favorite one was Grogu in the in like the the droid suit. Like I just <laughs> thought that was fantastic. I just you know, I, a lot no. of people don't really no. a lot of people don't like comedic value stuff. And there's I I never understood what people are like. Ah, you made me laugh. This is stupid. Now it's like shut up. Uh, I thought it was funny and I really enjoyed it. And it was cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Giving him a voice is is, is pretty great through IG eleven. It's yeah. it's a it's I think it's a really smart way to like now that's a really smart way to involve Taika Waititi in the project still, right? Is 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 voice giving ID eleven a voice through a mech suit? Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Uh, what's your next one? Um, so I I really liked the the Moff Gideon uh, and parallels to. Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader at the end with him kind of roasting to a crisp. But like, we don't really know if he's dead. I think he's dead, but you never know in Star Wars. Um, that was one thing that uh, Giancarlo Esposito was really like specific about. Like he wanted to cape like a lot of what 
Moff Gideon does is is in Vader's image. Um from all the, the tech and, and the look. Um he's a he's a real Vader fanboy. So Yeah, I think that Gideon is just kind of a cool character, and it's always nice that, you know, his run through the show has been really cool to watch. A huge love it for me was also, like, the the, the pre-planning that you can clearly see Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni put into this type of stuff. There's a small image in Rebels of what looks like Yoda and this explosion, and people earlier speculated that it was... Yoda burning down the tree in uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, but it is very clearly Yoda saving Din from this explosion. Uh, and it's it's really cool to think that they planned that far ahead. Yeah, I could I can see how that like could look like Yoda burning down the tree. And it's just but... in the background of a scene where Bo's sister is is I think they're in like a Jedi cave or something. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah. Wow. Baloney had this plan the whole time. He is a special genius. Uh what's your next favorite? I guess you kind of talked uh, about it. Yeah, I, I kind of talked about it a little bit with yeah, with with Grogu saving Din. Um but it was one of your Lovitz too, was our storyline, right? Where Grogu is able now more able to take care of himself, and Din does a really good job of getting into trouble this entire season, <laughs> <laughs> having other people save him, like, uh, like your next one. Yeah, dude, the thing is so cool. Like, so there's this, I, I think it freaked my wife out. Like, this robot eyeball squishy thing that goes into the mech suit into mech suit into mech suit and like it was so cool like i just thought it was awesome i i i thought it was awesome i thought it was terrifying like it did a really good job of that like grievous mole like you know nasty villain type type stuff i just loved it i thought it was great yeah, I was about to say with the like organic material and the machines, it, it was giving me really like really strong General Grievous vibes. Yeah. And I was here for it. That was great. And you know, if you asked me when it happened, I would say seriously, again, we have to go through this again. But Order 66 in this specific season was pretty good. Pretty good. And there's a special cameo by Ahmed Best, uh, who plays Jar Jar Binks, uh, who got to be the Jedi that saved Grogu. Yeah, that was really cool. That I guess I I even forgot to put that where like that's another thing that like kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Where it's going back, going everyone goes back to Order sixty six. Hopefully, we don't have to like see it too much more. I feel like there's other shows that we've talked about that, like, do this type of stuff. Where we're like, seriously, again? Like, again? I mean, it was funny, because I think that when we did our Bad Batch, our Bad Batch look-in, uh, right before West left the show, 
mm-hmm. like that that show starts off with order 66 like it's just like it's just like such, i mean and it makes sense right it's a pivotal part of that part of star wars history but it was cool to see it from Grogu's perspective finally mm-hmm. and then I, I think that kind of like is like my big love it's um you know there there are obviously things like i actually really loved episode three i know that i said it was it could be better but just the episode itself was so interesting. The acting was so good, and kind of under like seeing the espionage. It's like if you haven't watched Andor yet, uh, Penny B, like you get a lot of that type of stuff out of Andor, and I, mm-hmm. I think there's tons of room in stuff. Like I love that we have a western. I love that we have this more adult thrilling. Uh, I don't know this 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 different tone, right? I what I don't want is I don't want them to mix them, right? Like I don't want them to be all the same thing. So yeah, Star Wars is so big that that you can have these different stories yeah. and be their own things. Um, one thing, obviously, the, the end battle scene was was great. Um, it's not it's, it has to have to be mentioned, and I also think that. It, we, we talked about it before when he passed away, but I mean, a, a few episodes this season, I think, were directed by Carl Weathers, um, as well as acting in, in the show. Um, and so that moving forward is, is definitely going to be something that we're, we're going to miss. Yeah, definitely going to miss his presence in the show. Um, so that is going to do it for this one. Uh, let's rate it before we go. On a scale of 0 to 5 being 0, you would never let anybody watch this ever again. To 5 being perfection! What would you rate it? It's getting a 3.5. It's really good. It's a really good show. I like, but some of that stuff took me out of it, and it almost felt like it was taking our medicine and and... Now we're moving forward. We're going to get back to a really good Mando show. Yeah, I would give this a four. I, I think that, you know it has its flaws, but I, I certainly wouldn't go lower than that. Just from like, you know, I enjoyed every episode. I there was never a time where I was unhappy. I, maybe I'll rewatch it again, and I, I could see myself going down to three point five. But like, I don't know. I thought that it was better than Book of Boba Fett, and I would give that mm. like a three point five. So, gotcha. Okay, yeah. But that is going to do it for us. If you can find me at Spencer Thirty Eight. You can find Pat, or no, that's not true. You can find me at He's a Game. You can find Patty B at Patty B MTG. You can find the show at Neat Nerd Pod, and then uh, this. You know, I have I am actually behind on a TikTok. I got to record a Blue Beetle TikTok, and then I got to record one for this show. Um, but check us out over at He's a Game on TikTok as well. Patty, thank you so much for doing this this Sunday evening with me. I hope that you have a great rest of your evening, and I hope everybody at home has a great, you know, whatever time of the day you're listening to the show, the rest of your day, evening, night, uh, you know, whatever. It's great. Thank you so much. What's going to happen if, if, uh, if they don't like or sub, you know, comment on YouTube? Oh, if, they seen... don't, if they don't do it, I don't know. If they do like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, uh, then uh, I'll get new corneas. So. Hey!
Likes for corneas. Let's yeah, go. There we go. Get, save my corneas, folks. Save my corneas. I do need them. That's just factually correct. It's true. Thank <laughs> you so much. We'll see you all next time with another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. <laughs>